At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Right? This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, Lombardi Line, hope you're having a nice Friday. I'm Patrick Maher live from the VSIN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi hanging out in Jersey at the office with Berman. And you, you like to say, trust your eyes. Okay. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the ultimate trust your eye game or both eyes. And what am I supposed to do with this? Because mm-hmm. I don't like what my eyes see with the Washington football team. And I certainly don't like what, what my eyes see with Atlanta. Now, Washington at Atlanta, it's a one o'clock kick. Your time opened Atlanta lane a points gone through zero the other way. So Washington's now laying two. A couple books still have one and a half. A couple things before you jump into it. One, this is a Washington football team defense led by Jack Del Rio as defensive coordinator who came out and said, yeah, it's not the way that we wanted it to start, but they don't give trophies after three weeks. Fair enough. But after three weeks, the defense is gosh awful. They're 31st overall. They're 28th against the pass. They're 25th against the run. And they're 29th in scoring defense, Michael. But here comes the Falcons who have scored 48 points through three games. That's 29th in the league. Something has to give here. I'm going to let you run with this. Well, you know, last week we had the old classic, you know, line movement when a favorite went to a dog. Remember the Bucks game? The Bucks and the Rams. Rams opened up, I think, a one-point favorite and ended up Bucks being two, two and a half points. You were getting points over there, maybe even a point. I don't know. This is the other game. This game opened up. Atlanta was the favorite. And it's and now Washington's you're gonna you're gonna get two and a half if you're Atlanta, if you like Atlanta. I, I don't like either team 
But I will say this. Grady Jarrett played really good last week. He got inside penetration. Thought he was really good. You know, the Falcons defense, it's not great, but they played within themselves. And when they needed to make a play, Cordell Patterson made a play for him. Now, Matt Ryan scares the hell out of me, but so does Tyler Henke. So does the whole Washington operation. Like, I have a hard time believing Washington is going to turn this around with a Wednesday and Thursday practice. I just don't see it. I, I don't I don't see it. I think Atlanta, they go to play the Jets over in London next week, and then they have a bye. I mean, they could get their season kind of turned around here. I, I don't like the – I don't like going with the line movement when the other team was favored. The other team was favored for a reason. And Washington's defense, I mean, Jack can say it's early, but it, it there's a concern. He doesn't do enough. Doesn't make enough plays. He can't rush the passer. Chase Young leads the league in running past the quarterback. That's the one category he leads the league in, besides great PR. And so, like, why why can't they throw the ball on Washington? You know, Pitts made a big catch last week. I think they got to get Ridley going. And when Matt Ryan plays at home with the Dome and he's comfortable, then I think he's a better player than when he's outdoors. You mentioned getting going as far as the wideouts there with Atlanta. Looks like Curtis Samuel has been practicing should see some time for Washington this week. Now, the total's interesting because, Michael, it opened 49. It's been bet down to 47 for good reason. This is a Falcons team that scores 16. It's a Washington football team uh, team that scores about, what, 22.3. Two offenses that have struggled. Uh, but, again, you're looking at a Washington football te- team defense that's been, gosh, gosh, awful. Yeah, you know, here's where you get a little, little change here. The, the Falcons have been outscored tw- by 28 points in the fourth quarter this year. And they've been outscored 94 to 46 overall. You know, So it's a little closer than that. The fourth quarter has been their sticking point. And a lot of that was against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And so I, I think you've got to really take a look at that. And I thought their offense, you know, last week against Tampa, they scored 25. They scored 17. They're, they're actually getting better. They were better on third down. They were horrible on third down the first week. They were 21.4% on third down the first week against the Eagles. Two weeks ago, 40, and then last week, 39%. So they're getting better in that area. I think they're getting more comfortable within the offense, and they're starting to see some – I think you can run the ball. I think this is – I mean, if I take Atlanta, I'm taking Arthur Smith's offensive acumen versus Jack Del Rio's defense. I like that. You know, I like that. I'm taking, you know, Dean Peace versus Scott Turner, how he handles the offense. And I think Washington is just not well equipped in every facet. I don't think they play have played well in any area. They really haven't. I mean, like, tell me why anybody thinks Washington's just going to turn it on because they were preseason, you know, why? I don't see it with Washington. I mean, they they give up 7.7 yards per attempt. Opposing quarterbacks have 105 quarterback rating. These are two teams very similar. I'll take the points. You know, it's interesting. Washington 1-2, and two, they're 0-3 ATS. They're also 0-6, their last six straight up against the Falcons. Uh, I, I, I tend to agree with you. It's interesting because the linebackers are slow, but that front four, I mean, they – Young has no sacks, and like you said, he's constantly running past the quarterback. The, the, the team leader in sacks is on the inside in pain. I mean, it's just, right. it's really been unbelievable what's happened with that front four. Pain is really good. Pain's good, but look, you know, if Ryan has time, he should be able to throw the ball. They can't cover. I mean, they're one of the worst third down teams in football. I mean, their defense allows 58.7% on third down. 
That should be the strength of a team that's built on a defensive line. If you're great in the defensive line, you want to get in the third and long so you, your guys can pin their ears back and rush. Washington's the reverse. They can't make a play. They've had one interception on the ball all year. William Jackson's got one for no yards. They can't make a play on the ball. They're not close to making a play. Opponents have 77 first downs against this team. And, and here's the offenses that they've played. Granted, you know, the Chargers are good. Giants, not so good. And the Bills are a good offense. I get you that they've played good offenses, but I don't see them being able to slow anybody down. It's Washington not stopping teams on third down, and they're the least efficient unit on offense third down-wise. That's not a good uh, scenario to be in. Now, the one question I have for you, I was digging through Ryan a little bit earlier today. He has He's averaging 1.9 yards less per attempt and has an average depth of target, which is 2.9 yards shorter than even somebody like a Heineke. So my question for you with him, he does have deep threats on this team. Is this an Arthur Smith thing? Is this calculated or is the offensive line so bad? He doesn't have time. Like this is a step back for Ryan here. No, I think it's a Ryan thing. I watched the tape. There's guys open. He just don't throw it to him. I don't know if he doesn't trust his arm or what. I I don't know. You know, I I don't know, but it's a real issue. It's a problem. You know, in Atlanta's got they have their issues defensively as well. They don't have even have an interception for the season, Patrick. They haven't got their hands on any football this year. And Atlanta's offense is thirty three percent on third down. So this is two bad teams going at it. I think you take the home team in those situations. That but four, that, I think Ryan's gotta play better. I mean he's I mean, he has to play at a much higher level than he's playing right now if they're gonna win this game. And you're counting on Ridley to be able to do something. Patterson's been great. Don't get me yes. wrong. But, you know, they've got to get something out of Ridley and they've got to get something out of Pitts. I mean, they used the, what, the fourth pick of the draft to pick a tight end when it's glaring, glaring that their quarterback's not playing very good. And and you say, well, you know, it's the Matt Nagy rule. He's completing 70%, 71% of his passes. Who cares? Who cares? He's averaging six yards of completion. I was going to ask you about Kyle Pitts. Certainly underutilized. Is there something you're seeing on tape that why isn't he getting the ball? It feels like that should be the safety. I don't know. That's valve. a great. He's that's not getting the ball because the quarterback's playing bad. I mean, that's yeah. the that's the reality. The quarterback's just not playing. He's got to play good. If you're taking Atlanta, you're writing that line. Ryan will play better against a bad secondary. You would think on the paper, your instincts would be this defensive front will dominate Atlanta's offensive line and Matt Ryan will struggle to throw the ball. That's your first instinct. And then when you watch the tape, this defensive line doesn't dominate anybody and Matt Ryan will have time to throw the football. Speaking of tight ends, 49er coach Kyle Shanahan said George Kittle is not guaranteed to play week four against Seattle. Got a number for you, Seattle and Russell Wilson. He's never lost three straight as a starter there in Seattle. They've lost two straight coming into this matchup in division. Number open two and a half. Then bet up to three. So San Francisco's laying three pretty much everywhere across the board hosting Seattle. I'm going to grab the three. I love the three here. I do love the three here. I went back and did it. Look, I know Seattle's not great on defense. I think this is always going to be a field goal type game. The the, the 49ers worry me on defense. They couldn't put any pressure on, on the quarterback last week. Aaron Rodgers had time to throw the ball. This Seattle offense is really dynamic. I mean, they scored 17 fast against Minnesota. Fast. And you can run the ball on San Francisco. San Francisco gives up 4.5 yards per carry. You can run the ball on them. And their secondary is being polite is very bad. They can't cover one-on-one. You don't want to play Seattle if you can't cover one-on-one. I think this is, look, Seattle has to play Thursday night against the Rams. 
This is the, they got to go all in on this one. They play them at home, but they got to go all in on this one. Gosh, is that true, Matt? Look at that number, 521-1, and one, ATS their last 27 games as a home favorite for the 49ers. Take the points. My goodness, that's quite a trend. Uh, I know sometimes trend can, trends can be misleading, but that is, that's yeah, pretty Yeah, but that, I mean, Shanahan's not great as the favorite. I mean, my man, Will Hill, my, my first instinct were to take the 49ers in this game. And then the more research I did, the more it led me to believe, you know, Russell Wilson's averaging over 10 yards per attempt. They're going to move the ball. Now, they've got to stop San Francisco, but without Kittle, without Kittle, that becomes a little bit of a, an easier challenge. Yeah, the remaining corners there for San Francisco must be, it, they must look enticing to Russell Wilson. Also, San Francisco didn't get the pressure on Rodgers that you would hope. No, no, I was counting. I mean, I was on San Francisco. My number said San Francisco. I was counting on them. Look, they struggled to beat Philly. Do we think Philly's good enough? I mean, we saw the Detroit Lions come storming back. The total. How good one. is San Francisco? How good are they on defense? We just assume they're great on defense. Right. It's we all, just assume yeah, it, no, right? You're right? Especially that front. But, we we, but they're not. They're not. They give up 4.5, a carry. You know, that, that you can throw the ball on them. They really won't touch any passes. I mean, they're not, you know, it, it'll, be, it'll be whoever has the ball last. I'm going to go with Russell Wilson on the last chance. Okay, there it is. 52 and a half, by the way, on that total. When we come back, uh, some takeaways from last night, Thursday night football, starting week four from Michael Lombardi. And then I want to ask you about a number down in Miami with Indianapolis in town, a desperation spot for the Colts as we continue. It's a Friday edition of the Lombardi line right here on VSIN. It's the sports betting network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, so you can only find it at vsin.com. That's the betting splits. You've been asking for them. We got them. Very accurate as well. Look. Latest betting splits on every game. Find out which games are seeing the most tickets written. Odds, data, analysis for every game. Again, everything. Just bookmark the sites, vcin.com. And right now, you can check it out over at vcin.com slash subscribe. Okay, we do welcome you back here on the Lombardi line as we say hi on a Friday. So a Friday into a big Saturday, a college football Saturday, of course. You got Lane and Nick. You see the total, by the way, on that one quickly? I just wanted to give this to you. Was well, it in the seventies? I didn't see it. Let me go. Is it seventy it, it, something? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's in the seventies. It's the it's the largest total I believe since Alabama played Oklahoma in the in the postseason. I'll give it to you right now. Alabama and Mississippi, seventy nine and a half. But <laughs> Nick Saban. It opened Steve, at seventy four and a half, and it went been, up to eighty. It's been bet huge to the over. Uh, Corral. Oh, you got to take the under here, don't you? Don't you have to take the under here? Look at you. Sound like Josh Applebaum now. You're, you're gonna wait. You're gonna wait. You're gonna wait for that well, to be I pushed, mean, and then you're gonna come well, under. I'm, I'm a believer in the contrarian to the reverse contrarian to the contrarian to the sure proactive contrarian. Sure I'm a believer in that one. Um, I, I, you know, I was just saying to Berman, like there's so many of these lines that last week we saw the Rams open up as favorite, the Bucks became. This week we have it with Denver and Atlanta. Atlanta opened up as the favorite, and they got bet. Why people are betting Washington, I don't know. I don't know what tape they're watching to bet Washington. And then Denver, Denver gets opened up as the favorite. Baltimore, which I think people just think Baltimore's Baltimore, right? So, I mean, somebody just pointed this out to me, too. I got a text. Uh, Lamar, whether he's had COVID or not, he's been sick. Every when you week? Go to altitude, when you go to altitude, does that help your sickness? I don't think so. Like they just scored Baltimore just scored 19 and it should, they should have had 19. They should have had 16. They scored 19 points against one of the worst defenses in all of football. Thank you. I, I and I say that with all sincerity and, and respect Thank to you. you. Thank you. But they scored 19 points and this week, everybody is betting Baltimore. There's 79% of the tickets are on Baltimore, 81% of the money. The line opened up. Denver was a two-point favorite when the line opened. And they got bet to to now. I, pick I, I think, what is it? In, pick them. Is, is it a pick them now? Yeah, I got a but book offshore con- laying a point with the Ravens. Yeah. You're dubious. Yeah. You like the Broncos. I, 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 I do. I, I like the Broncos have had a lot of injuries. Here's what I like. I, I, I like Vic Fangio playing against Greg Roman. I'll take that every day of the week. I'll take that. I like Pat Shermer. 
I think he'll do a nice job. I think Don Martindale doesn't have a lot of weapons with him right now. I like Denver at home, and the, I like the altitude. I like Denver at home. Everybody, look, I know Denver's got the Sinatra Open, right? They played New York, New York, but they won both those games. They did. And then they beat Jacksonville. I know they haven't beaten anybody, which makes me believe my numbers aren't great, but, you know, they have been able to dominate those games. Their numbers are impressive. I, I don't know how I don't take Denver. Amler's out. Judy's out. Does that scare you? I know. That worries the hell out of me. But Sutland's been really good. Beverly's been really good. Noah Fant's been really good. They got weapons. It's crazy, too, how much they rely on Lamar. Listen, they're rushing the ball for over 180 yards a game again this year, which is insane. But that's a, that's a Lamar thing. And you mentioned he's sick every week. And I'm not disparaging the kid, but he is sick every week. He was sick. He was full practice. I believe it was yesterday. But he's been sick nonstop, and it's going to be hard for him. This week is going to be hard. I mean, it's going to be a hard game for him because he's going to have to make throws against a really good secondary. I know they don't have uh, 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 Darby in there, Ronald Darby. They lost him. He's missing. But they still have Sertan. They still have Bryce Callahan. This is a good defense in Denver. This is a good defense in Denver. They still got to block Von Miller. And and look, have you seen the Baltimore injury list? Their, their lineup, their offensive. They were line, missing eight. They were missing eight of tw- eight of eleven All these starters guys on defense hurt, last right? year. Yeah, everybody. But hurt. everybody sees Baltimore. I mean, they just struggled to beat. They just struggled to beat a bad Detroit Lions team, and they shouldn't have won. You know, they got. I think they got really lucky against Kansas City. You and I both know that. Fortunate, and I think they and they lost to the Raiders in a game they should have won. But they're going into altitude now. And so you know? much, yeah. And they're bang. And you mentioned the Ravens are banged up. And so much is about, you know, can the Broncos stop Lamar Jackson? Well, how about Teddy against a Ravens secondary that's allowed 995 yards passing in three games, as well as five passing touchdowns? Here's Teddy. You think he feels comfortable in that offense? He's c- completing almost 77% of his passes, and he's eighth in yards per attempt, which you like to see. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really. I think it's it's really, uh, you know, I mean, if he doesn't make a mistake and he doesn't turn the ball over, I think Baltimore, I think Baltimore's defense isn't exactly the Baltimore defense we remember. Uh, let me just put it that way. They're missing a lot of guys. Well, yeah, I mean, they're just banged up. And they, they're older. Too, I mean, yeah. right? And so they're banged up, which that combination of being a little bit older and being banged up sometimes has, those tend to linger a little bit. Um, it, you're looking at the board and I, I want to just for a new audience, give a quick recap in a second here on what we saw last night, but you're looking at the board and some of these numbers that are jumping out at you. If I just immediately give you Monday night, which is going to be a hell of a lot of fun. And that's Vegas at the chargers. Well, you're going to have more, um, Raider fans at SoFi than you're going to have charger fans. That's without a doubt, but just a number of three with the chargers sitting there three, pretty much everywhere. What does that mean to you? Well, I mean, I think the number should be four. I really do. I think that the only reason it's three is because of the uncertainty of, of are the Chargers going to be good enough at right tackle? Is my man Storman Norman Norton, is he going to be able to block Max Crosby? That's the question you got to answer. If you feel like Storman Norman can block, uh, Storman Norman Norton can block uh, Crosby because Slater can block whoever they put over him, they're going to move the football. The Raiders can't. I mean, the Raiders' defense will get exposed in this game by this quarterback. They will move the football on them. 
and the Raiders have to handle Bosa. They're going to have to handle Linville Tiller and Joe Jonas, Justin Jones, and they're going to have to handle some of these guys. I think I think the Chargers have played well. I know they're I know they're playing at, uh, at, at you know they're not a great team at home, and I know there'll be fans of the stands for the Raiders, but it's Justin Herbert. I think it'll be an offensive show, but but I'm not sure that look the Raiders are coming off another overtime game. Can they bounce back? Can they make plays? I think it'll be a back and forth fourth quarter. I think the Chargers take it over. I would take the Chargers and lay the points. That's just me on on a Friday afternoon. Another overtime game. Your boy Gruden's been hilarious here with the with the quotes. He was talking about Edwards, the South Carolina wide receiver, and, and Ruggs Jr. He's like, "Look, man, they've been aggressive. They want the ball. They're getting annoying in practice. Like he he just he stop with his shtick. <laughs> was Gruden was Gruden always shtick, even as a young coach, or has he grown into this Gruden? Uh, almost, I, I don't know what he is. He's been, you know, he's been the same way. I mean, it's just you know, he turns it on for the camera. You know, he I watched the document. Oh yeah. Would you watch? No doubt. I, I watched the other night. I watched the Mark Davis interview on Real Sports. Just last night I watched it, you know. And, you know, I think I, Mark Davis is who he is. You know, Mark Davis is as authentic as the day is long. Loves ex-players. He's always had love the ex-players. The alumni mean everything to him. They do. And he does a good job of representing them. Did Mark, I, I don't want to get too personal, was, was there a relationship there with Al and his son Mark? Never saw that. Never saw Mark was never around. No, Mark gotcha. was never around. You know, he never came around and, and, you know, and, and, and Al was around the team. Didn't listen to very many people on the outside. So it was, it was his team. To be fair to Mark, he's done a great job in the community here in Vegas and Clark County. He goes to all the um, WNBA games with the aces. He's constantly in VGK promotional stuff all over the place. We, you see on TV, the stadium's beautiful. He's got Brent on the mic, and the Raiders 4-0 ATS their last four Monday night games, 5-1 ATS their last six games as a road dog. There's some coaches that just feel more comfortable in this spot. Gruden is an underdog. You mentioned, you know, he, he feels a little bit more comfortable in a spot like this where once they start getting some success, as they have over the past couple of years, they fall apart over the second half of the season. That's going to be the thing for the Raiders. Will they hold on? And we're going to find out if they're good enough on defense. I mean, that's going to be how good are they on defense? I mean, they played Lamar, they played Big Ben, Cement Shoes, you know, and then last week, you know, they played Brissett, and, you know, how good are they? I think it's what quarterbacks are they going to play? We're going to find out. Okay, Josh is coming up next. Why don't you take a guess, and we'll see if you're right. Iowa at Maryland. Iowa open four, huge Big Ten tilt tonight, College Park. And now Iowa's lane three. Where do you think Josh is on this matchup? And then when we come, oh, bring I, him on. We'll, I, all we'll I have him. to do is look at one thing, and I could tell you. Movement. You want me to tell you now, or you want me to tell you later? Tell me now, and then we'll, when we come back, I'll ask if you're Oh, right. he's on Maryland. He's okay. on Maryland. You got it. He's saying, <laughs> fair the turtle. Let's see if Josh Applebaum is betting Maryland tonight. Two undefeated There's teams. There's only one thing. Josh Allen only cares about, I mean, Josh Applebaum cares about one thing, that line that goes across in his hurt. That's all. Yeah, but and he also just compared him to Josh Allen, which is that's a compliment when we come it, back. It's Josh. all about it's all about Coke machines. Coke it's machines. all about Coke machines. And Josh joins us next here at Lombardi Line. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, everything we get and everything we have, we give to you. We're gonna take care of you just for 22 bucks a month. Okay, right now you can start a free trial. VSN.com/slash subscribe. 
but go over there right now just check it out you get 24 7 video streaming you never have to worry about it where to find it nothing like that daily best bet emails that's worth the money right there uh betting splits which is a new feature which we love and the ticket percentages on every game full access vcin.com slash subscribe we welcome you back on a friday michael lombardi of course i'm patrick maher and we're going to welcome in Josh Applebaum. Market Insights is the pod. You can go to vsun.com slash podcast to find Josh's podcast and also check him out every day betting across America. As we say hi to Josh, before we get into the market update for today, Michael Lombardi believes that you're a t- uh, you're going to be on the Terps tonight uh, and Mike Loxley and Talia as Maryland open catching for but now they're catching three Iowa in town. Is Michael right? Are you on Maryland? Joe, Joe, Josh, do not do not answer the question yet. Right? Do not answer the question yet. You're also madly, madly, madly in love with the Houston Cougars. Continue. So, Michael, you know me too well at this point. You got you know me like the back of your hand. So you guys are right. I like these two dogs tonight. We saw a dog last <laughs> night come through. Uh, obviously, with that play with with UVA, you need that miss kick at the end. Really didn't matter. They would have covered anyway. But guys, this that short that short dog system to me is kind of a grinder spot in college football. So let's start with that that Terps game. Number one, it's very rare you get a, a team that is a fifth ranked in the country and only laying three points right off the bat. That seems fishy to me. Everybody's been Iowa here, but I think the love for Iowa, I totally get it. They've been great. They've been rolling, uh, you know, four and zero to start the season. But Maryland's also undefeated. And you look at kind of the splits here. It's Iowa's defense only giving up 11 points a game. But if you're going to be a dog and you want to cover a number at home in a conference matchup, you got to be able to score. And that's what Tua's little brother can do. They're putting up like almost 40 points a game. But, Michael, my play here would be uh, just kind of a classic system match for me. Everyone's betting Iowa. Uh, although they opened at minus four, you would think with three out of four bets laying with Iowa, they'd go up to four and a half, five. But that's not what we've seen. It's fallen down to three. To me, the play was the hook. And I think, you know, that's I jumped on Maryland three and a half. And I think if you're at a three right now and you like Maryland, I would wait. I think when a lot of people get home from work, when these ticket counts tick up, this is the most heavily bet game of the night, I think you're getting a lot of the betting public that says, give me an easy winner on Friday night. Fifth ranked team is only laying three. Give me Iowa. Yet this thing is falling. So I would wait. I think the three and a half pops up again, uh, maybe closer to game time. But Michael, what do you think? Can, can Tua's little brother keep this thing close? Or is it, hey, you like the number now with Iowa since it's fallen? You know, you know, I think both teams defensively are are good, and, and uh, you know, both teams haven't really played anybody. They've had one common opponent. So, to me, I'm just going to enjoy the game. I'm probably gonna, not going to watch. I'm going to watch the many Saints of Newark, frankly, and I'm going to let you see if this system match plays. I do think Maryland's getting bet on, on my board. Maryland's got 60% of the money. So, you know, you're looking at that's where I think we get a little bit of a disconnecting because it isn't all just coming in on Iowa. There is Maryland money coming in, and yet the line is moving to them. So uh, one thing I do know, Kirk Ferentz, the kicking game, they'll make a few plays. I'm just going to watch. Here's what we do know. You mentioned the common opponent, Kent State. Both teams covered, and both games went under. Iowa, Kent State, Maryland, Kent State, both went under. Josh, these two teams are under teams. Uh, Maryland's number is always shaded very high with Loxley's offense and they've cashed to the under and Iowa with that great defense has been an under team as well. You're totally right, Patrick. So both these teams, you mentioned Iowa four and over the under Maryland three and one to the under. Now the intriguing thing or kind of interesting thing here is that the total did tick up a little bit. Maybe it just opened a little bit too low from the start open 46 and a half up to 47 and a half. Look at these last few matchups between these teams. You know, they haven't played since 2018. It's hard to kind of go off that stuff, different players, different coaches, but You've seen these unders uh, cash historically in these spots. We know Iowa with a great defense. 
You could say to yourself, I'm getting a better number. Inflated 47.5 under now. I'd lean under, but I don't love that this ticked up a little bit, especially with that good Maryland offense. So uh, I'll stick with the three. And by the way, Michael, uh, Many Saints <laughs> of Newark, did you know that Many Saints translates to Moltisanti? The story of Dickie Moltisanti. Can you? Did you know that? I, I knew that. He, I knew he, that. Of course yeah, he knew that. that. What is this? Amateur hour. My research. That is a layup. Right. That's a Ben Simmons layup in the postseason. There's a scene in the show where Tony's 17 and there's and, and Christopher's an infant, and we know Christopher was born in 69. He's 10 years younger than Tony, so they kind of got that messed up. So we'll figure it all out. Don't worry. Let's talk about why you love Houston so much tonight. Tell me why you love Houston. Against a Tulsa team that was very good last year. Tulsa, though, 1-3 and three this year. Houston, 3-1. and one. You're on Houston, Josh. I'm on Houston. This was kind of a late evolving play for me, guys. You know, at the beginning, it was kind of funny. You had a little bit of money toward Tulsa. You know, some of these books were three, three and a half. They got up to four, four and a half at one point. But really the last 24 hours. And to me, guys, the college slate, it, it, it's tough early in the week. It's really when you get closer to game time that things start to uh, be a little bit clearer. So those four and a half, fours, they're not down to three and a half. Looks like you make it down to three. Uh, I'm a little worried because Houston's three and one and Tulsa's one and three. And I'm kind of on that better team side. You know, I typically like to buy low on the worst record here, but I'm not going to outsmart myself. You have late movement toward Houston. They've won three straight. They're putting up 35 a game. They're only giving up 16. I think, Michael, the play here would be Tulsa's defense. They're giving up, I think, 31 points a game. They'd be getting shredded here uh, pretty much left and right. This was also an underspot, open 57, down to 54 and a half. You always got to look at the weather down there. About uh, a little bit of wind, 75 degrees down in Tulsa. But Michael, what do you think? Can Houston cover this number? And do we get to three uh, by the time kickoff takes place? You know, I, I wasn't in love with Tulsa. I mean, they lose to UC Davis. I mean, I know they played Oklahoma State and Ohio State a lot closer than I thought. You know, and they beat Arkansas State last week. But, I mean, you know, Houston to me – I, I think this is a small number. I, I, I agree. I would be on Houston here. I think Houston's the better team. I know Navy's not very good this year. They're 0-3. And they beat a bad, you know, Rice Rice was a team that, you know, gave uh, Arkansas some trouble in the opening game. I mean, let's be honest. Arkansas looked like they had they were going to cover that number against Arkansas early. And so I, I, I lean Houston here. I'm not in love with Tulsa. I think Tulsa... To me, now they've beaten me. I thought Ohio State would kill them, but I, don't, I think I've misevaluated Ohio State. Hey, Josh, um, I know in your notes you wanted to discuss the packs and uh, the Pats and Bucks. No can do. A little radio trick for you. I'm going to save all of that for Sunday. I don't want the big <laughs> yeah. guy to blow any of his information. That's. Uh, I remember last year you went on a show and they were like on a, a two weeks before the Super Bowl. They like Michael, who you got in the Super Bowl? I was like, that's not the way this works. <laughs> We yeah. we build anticipation with the big guys analysis. Anywho, uh, let's talk two teams that have gone through zero and numbers that have gone through zero, Josh. And one is um, Michael was there's some consternation around the Atlanta number, right? Was that the one, Michael, with Washington? Yeah, Atlanta and Denver. Both, both Atlanta and Denver have both flipped this week. Let's talk about those numbers moving there, Josh. Yeah, so really interesting stuff. Number one, I'm looking at the football team. To me, this is kind of a, a classic buy-low sell-high. You have Washington, who uh, couldn't cover that number as a dog, kind of gets blown out there at Buffalo, whereas Atlanta's got that last-second winning field goal there against the G-Men. So I think the public is kind of split on this game, maybe a little lean to Washington. This would match that classic dog-to-fave line move, open plus one, now minus one toward Washington. I like to money line these spots just in case something crazy happens here. But my play would be not just this move toward the football team and buying low and all that kind of stuff, 
But one system that's been pretty good this year is teams off a blowout loss of 20 points or more. You lose by 20 or more, the public wants nothing to do to do with you. But if you buy low on these teams, it's been pretty good historically. Five and one ATS on these blowout teams, the next spot this year. It's about 55% ATS the last decade. So I'd be looking at the football team. And then, Michael, I'm looking to buy low on Denver here. You know, you look at this uh, injury report for uh, for the Ravens, and I know Lamar Jackson, he's practicing again today. He had some type of back issue. But they got a million guys on their injury report. I think it's just a really lopsided play to the Ravens where everybody's on the Ravens. I will admit Broncos were like minus one and a half. It's down to a pick them. I see a couple shops going to Ravens minus one. So there looks to be maybe some Ravens money there. But, Michael, I'm going to I'm gonna take Teddy Two Gloves, covering 75% of the time. This is a home team in a pick them type game where they're only getting a quarter of the bets. Do either of those interest you, the football team or Denver in these spots? You know, I'm not interested in the football team because how many times does a team that gets beat by 20 come back and be the favorite the next week? Like, I think I think Washington's a perception play. I like Denver. I think the, the, the COVID factor with Lamar, I think the health factor with Lamar, plus their entire offensive line, it's not a good line. They scored 19 points against a really bad Detroit team last week. Vic Fangio's defense is good. You know, I know they have, I know they won the Sinatra Open, and I know they've beaten Jacksonville. But I'm telling you, they're really good. And they're going to cause some problems. They're athletic enough to give problems. And I think I'm counting on Fangio's defense. And I think it'll be a lower-scoring game. But I like Denver in this game. Everybody's initial reaction is Baltimore. But there's no evidence to support Baltimore. You can't use the last game against Detroit as evidence or even the last game against Kansas City. I mean, they're not the same Baltimore Ravens that we're used to. Josh, we'll discuss this game, obviously, tomorrow. We just got a minute, but how about Mississippi, Alabama? Opened Alabama 14 and 74 and a half. Money on Alabama, it's been pushed up to 15, mostly 14 and a half. But how about the total? 74 and a half all the way up to 79 and a half. Yeah, this one's unbelievable. So yeah, obviously Lane Kiffin, intimate knowledge of this program. He's given them a run for their money before. I think that could be the angle here. I did see, you know, there was movement toward Ole Miss here, but I think the total uh, is really intriguing, guys. 74 up to almost 80 now, 79 and a half. I don't know if anyone can write an under ticket on this game. They score 111 that last time. Michael, real quick, is this another shootout here? Because the, the market's telling you this is an overplay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I got to think that somebody's got to slow the pace of the game down. They got to slow the pace of the game down. It can't be. It can't be that way. Josh, good luck today. We'll see you tomorrow morning, bright and early here on the Lombardi line. Thank you, buddy. Can't wait. Thanks, Thanks Josh. Desperation spot for the Colts in Miami this weekend. Michael, we come back, discuss that here. Lombardi line. Yeah. At bed, three, six, five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. All right, become a weekend warrior. Bet MGM, King of the Weekend. It's a free to play challenge where you can sign up and win 50K. $50,000 sounds good, right? Okay, so here's how you're going to do it you go to betmgm.com, simply log into your account, and find the King of Weekend contest in the promotion section. Then you pick the six teams you think are going to score the most points from the selected games. $1,000 will go to the top entry every week. And if you guess all six in the right order, that $50,000 can be yours. Plus, there's hundreds of dollars in free bets awarded to players who come close to the perfect score. So, again, King of the Weekend, it's easy to find at BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, 1-800-522-4700, 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, as we welcome you back here. On the Lombardi line, I'm Patrick Maher on a Friday. Of course, we'll be here on the Lombardi line as we are every Saturday, every Sunday. Don't don't worry, Nesson and everybody up there. We'll have plenty of coverage on that Bucks pats game coming up on Sunday. There's a game I wanted to ask you about, Michael, if you don't mind. And that no, is feel free. a desperation spot. Desperation spot for your boy, uh, Frank Reich, and the Colts 0-3, of course, Headed to Miami. So this number open Miami a point and a half really, you know, maybe moved up to a two. As a matter of fact, Circo's up to two and a half on Miami. I did just see that Dieter, the starting center for the Dolphins, will miss Sunday's mm-hmm. game against the Colts. Can't underestimate the importance of the center there. But let's go ahead and jump into this. You know, I mean, this is, look, th- these are two teams that are actually in, in a desperation mode. I mean, Miami was fortunate to win the opening game because New England kind of turned the ball over. So that was something there. And then the Colts just haven't played well. I mean, the Colts haven't played well all year. You know, it starts with their quarterback. They can't get consistent play out of Wentz. He struggles when he gets the ball into the red zone. They can get it down to the red zone. They can't score touchdowns, you know, and Seattle came in and moved the ball effectively. Uh, They can't convert third down, which is something that Frank Wright was able to do when Wentz, when he had Wentz in Philadelphia. They can't make explosive plays in the pass game. Wentz is averaging 
Patrick, he's at 6.5 yards per attempt. Mm. That's what he averaged in Philadelphia. His quarterback rating is at 85-1. It was typically at 77 last year. They haven't gotten Wentz better. Haven't gotten Wentz better. And, and they can't really make plays on defense. Like, I think this is probably the most disappointing factor is their defense can't really make stops when they need to make stops. And, you know, they're giving up 13.3 yards per attempt. They give up 4.5 yards in the running game. And so they're getting pushed around. This is a game I think Miami is the better team. I think that's why they're favorite. They're the better team. Even without, don't say a bad word, even without Tua. Because Miami will be able to run the football in this game a little bit and take some of the pressure off Brissett, who spent a lot of time in Indianapolis, and he knows their talent really well. We've got teams that are 0-3 to make the postseason since 80. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Just six teams to do so. So that's the spot the Colts find themselves in. We like the spot of them headed to Tennessee last week. It, yeah. It's just, it's just, and they've been good on the road. It. I liked it too. You know, it's, it's, it's been a, a but they can't start. slow anybody down. They've given up 82 points in three games. Now they lost an overtime game, right? They lose the Miami. I'm sorry. Miami's given up 82 points. They lose that overtime game, but the Colts to me, the Colts can't get off the field on third down. And when they need their defense to make a stop, they can't quite do it. But the real issue is look, the real issue is they have given up 45 points in the first half. The Colts teams come right out and move the ball and they've, and they've been playing from behind. They've been outscored 45 to 26 in the first half. It's hard to play catch up. And then what happens is they do. And then the fourth quarter, they've given up four touchdowns. That's a problem. I don't like, I really have never been a fan of how the Colts play defense. It's shoulders. It's quickness. It's never power. You can't win with man to man. Eber Flusi will interview for all these head coaching jobs, and I hope he gets one good for him. But his style of defense, to me, it never gets command of the game. You never get control of the game because it relies on quickness and shoulders and being in the right gap and making sure you're here and it's coordinated. And then on third down, when you play zone, there's a lot of easy throws. And, I mean, look, Darius Leonard's a really good player, but when you're making ta- tackles five yards down the field, are you a great player? How many negative plays are you creating? You know, they only have five sacks in three games. They just they, they don't pressure the quarterback like people think they do. Sometimes that nonsense and the issues they had in the offseason just carries itself into the race. We, we talked about, oh, my gosh, this offseason for the Colts has been a disaster. And here we go, carrying it into the regular season. They're 0-3. It's interesting, too. You know, they've been terrible in the red zone offensively. And their average is just 18.7. And Frank Reich's a good play caller. They're averaging just 18.7 points per. It's been bad. And you, and you were just but talking about the defense. He, he's, yeah, but, but, I mean, defensively, they've given up almost – nine yards per attempt in the passing game. And and I think the at the at the end of the day, the bigger issue is their offensive line hasn't played to the level they need to play to. Right? They haven't played to that level. They got Fisher back last week. You know, they lost they 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 lost uh, Quentin Nelson. He he got hurt in the game. That affected them. And you know, they got Taylor. I love Marlon Mack. They're talking about trading Marlon Mack now. Himes Hines is a really good player. But look, you know, they, I, I was asking somebody in the league, what's ever happened to Ali Cox? Is he, is he, like, has he been sent to elbow with me? Like, I haven't seen him make a play. Ali Cox is, was a good tight end, and they love this kid, Granson, that they drafted in the fourth round. The other problem is they don't have any explosive players on offense. I mean, where are they going to get an explosive play from? And I don't know. You're, I'm glad you brought up Leonard. I, I don't know if that ankle's still bothering him, but he just doesn't look like the same. He's just not as 
asked again, it could be the injury. I have no clue, but the defense just does not look like what we expect it to be. And uh, uh, last week uh, against the Titans was another good example of that. Now, the last one. Okay, before before we get out of here, I just wanted for a new audience, get your take. Last night, again, a 24-21 win. The Jags do cover the 7.5, stays under, as you mentioned, and you gave out on the show, under the 46. But Cincinnati moves the 3-1. and one. Is Cincinnati legit moving forward? my question for you I, I I don't see it I think the problems when they now look they've got the schedule that they need to have right I mean they're not going to play they're playing a fourth place schedule that's great but I think when you look at this I think when you look at this that they are they going to be able to handle the, the the really good teams that can throw the football effectively last night they couldn't handle Trevor Lawrence now they were able to dominate their defense but they're going to play against better defenses and better defensive front so the main fundamental question can they beat Baltimore? I don't think so. Can they beat Cleveland? I don't think so. Those two teams, I don't think they can beat. They've got a, they've got a brutal schedule, as you mentioned. Uh, in division, obviously tough. AFC West, tough. Um, so that's the Bengals. And there's nothing to take, right, from the Jags. That's their 19th straight loss, which ties, or excuse me, second longest streak in modern day since the Super Bowl era. Is that a Jags team that you're going to start to fade here? I mean, obviously the number is going to be baked in, but your take on the Jags coming out of this performance? Well, I, I think the the number is going to be baked in on the Jags, but I also think you got to be really careful here. Uh, I think they could be. I think the Jags could be in play really strongly in your survivor pools. I think you got to give them a lot of look. I mean, you, you know, I know they went on, the, but I don't like them against Cincinnati, a bad team. I, I think those are the kind of games you got to stay away from and stay away from at home games because they'll rise above and play well in a home game. But for me, I think you got to be really careful. But I think they certainly give you an alternative in some of these weeks to go against, again, to use a survivor as a play. Busy night for you tonight, but. Before we get out of here for fun, I'm going to have you. And again, yeah. these aren't going to an email. These are just you throwing out your assumption tonight on three college football games. Okay. That's all we're doing. Yeah. Houston, Tulsa, okay, Tulsa, Patrick. one and three. <laughs> Tulsa struggling this year. Uh, you don't Houston, want to ask you about Dartmouth, Pennsylvania tonight? Because I think I would take Dartmouth. Okay. I would lay the nine to Pennsylvania. Lay it. Lay Dartmouth. Mm -hmm. Sounds like some smart kids. Houston, Tulsa. You've got Tulsa hosting Houston laying well, Tulsa right now is laying three. You know, I, my instincts tell me I like Houston. I, I, and I've been wrong on Tulsa all year. I thought that that I me thought that they would get smoked. I mean, once I saw them lose to Cal Davis, I thought, you know, look, that could be. I'm going to go Houston reluctantly. Here. Good. You can catch three and a half then. Iowa at Maryland. So, again, Iowa open four on the road. It's going to be a blackout. It's the biggest game we've seen Maryland since a few years back when they hosted Penn State. You remember that. And got blown yeah. out. Iowa's blown laying out. three. I'm going to take Iowa. I'm going to go with Kirk Ferentz. I think he's got a good team. His defense can carry. Defense will carry. Okay. I like it. I, I, I tend to. These are leans. I don't want to count. This no, 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 I, no, know, no, no, no. These are not. These are not official plays. And, and, I'm, and I'm going to answer your last question. I'm going to take BYU. I'll lay the points. Tataki's done a great coach. Tataki's done a hell of a job. I mean, great job. He's, you know, he's going to be end up. He's going to dominate Utah. And he's going to dominate Arizona. I mean, what more can the guy do? Nine. So you're going to lay the nine with BYU. They're going to sweep the state of Utah. You're good there. Yeah, I'm good with that. 
Well, you enjoy your Friday. I know you got some gobble-ghoul lined up, everything, right? Yeah, we're going to, you know, we'll have a good one. I'll text you from it. We'll let Thank you know. Thank you. Yeah, send me a we'll picture of the spread and the wine. and We'll, we'll, we'll keep you posted. I, yeah, I had a we'll glass of Pinot Noir last night. I thought about you and Berman. There you go. Trader Perfect. Joe's specialty. If Thank you very now, much. If not if now, not when, now when? Is the It's the That's only right. question. It's the it's gonna be the question. And Millie's not home, right? She's up in New England. No, she does she? Got, no, I I I've got to entertain. You gonna be her. here tomorrow morning? We'll see you tomorrow. I will be there promptly or early. Okay. Lombardi line odds on next. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.